Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast, and this is NBA Check-In with Azizu. I decided to make it a ongoing podcast. I'll try to do it at least weekly going forward here for you on uh, Anchor, part of uh, E-Society's Anchor coverage that we do. We're always coming at you with our regular show on the MacNez Podcast Network. We got up to the challenge, and now we got these like mini anchor shows we've been doing, you know, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, if you want to hear our uh, review of uh, that Blu-ray release, we got a pot up for you on that. But I thought it'd be fun to do a little NBA show of my own. Uh, this is now the third week in a row I've done it. So I've decided, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and make that an ongoing thing. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the game, a huge Warriors fan, but I love the game as a whole. Uh, I absorb everything NBA, basketball. I listen to multiple pods, uh, the starters, the ringers, NBA shows. They've got multiples on there. I mentioned that previous episodes. Uh, got my daily, you know, weekday TV shows, the jump and the starters. Uh, love keeping up with that and the league as a whole. So uh, the past couple weeks, there's been a lot of news with the trade deadline. So I had to do a show for that and then just, you know, keeping up with the Warriors. And uh, I kind of teased that I, I was thinking about doing a NBA All-Star one. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about everything All-Star weekend. Uh, it just finished as I'm recording this. So I absorbed the whole thing, the whole weekend. I set DVRs for everything. And that was kind of a nice way to experience it. I experienced everything on uh, DVR delay except for when we got to All-Star Saturday night. Uh, I realized I was going to start getting notifications of who won the events. So I decided to go live for that. And then I figured I might as well just uh, do it for the, the actual game that just ended. But uh, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to run down one by one what I thought of each event, what they did. Uh, they kicked things off with the celebrity game. Usually that's a huge mess, but you know, can be fun. And uh, I was a little surprised. It was, uh, you know, as decent <laughs> as it could be this year. I think it was mainly propelled by uh, the two ex-NBA players on, e- on each uh, squad. Ray Allen on one and uh, uh, Jay Williams on the other. And uh, for most of the game... Uh, Jay Williams' team was running away with it, and then at the end, uh, Ray Allen, like, propelled. It was like a two-point game. He went to the line with, like, seconds left, and they tried to miss it and, you know, do a putback, but, you know, it's just a celebrity game, so, of course, that didn't happen, and uh, Jay Williams' team held on, you know. Uh, Considering uh, how really a mess uh, these celeb games have been in the past, like, just, you know... Up and down the court, miss, miss, miss. Uh, they even promoted it that way this year, which was kind of funny. Uh, they they used all this like epic entrance uh, like music and and dialogue and and you know they kept showing all the misses from previous years. But you know it wasn't bad this year. Uh, another cool thing about it was the the opening. They had a local like uh, drumline band open. That was cool for the intros. Uh, I gotta say overall. The, the presentations, like the, 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 when they brought players out and they announced them, was done really well. Um, probably nothing, though, can be a couple years back when the Roots, they did the player intros, uh, and that was incredible. They did, like, a history of basketball in between uh, 
the player introductions. So, but yeah, I'll get to uh, the All Star game here in a minute and that intro. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Celeb was fine. It was what it was. Uh, later on that night was Rising Stars, and that's always usually fun. Uh, it's like you know your first and second years players doing the whole uh, you know starter all-star game basically uh, but a couple years ago they they put an interesting twist on it where they have uh, USA versus the world and the last like four out of five years going into this one the world had won it so uh, I thought that would definitely motivate the U.S. I think the last E-Society pod we recorded I kind of laid down some of my predictions on wax and you know, I said the USA would, would get it. And they did. They pretty much ran away with it. Uh, ended up final score 161-144, US over the world. Uh, the MVP went to Kyle Kuzma of the Lakers. He had 35 points. Uh, Jason Tatum had 30 for the U.S. team. Donovan Mitchell had 20. Trey Young had 25. He really showed out. He had a pretty good... Uh, all-Star Weekend. For the world side, Laurie Markkinen had 21. Ben Simmons had 28, which is kind of surprising. Not that he's not good, but uh, he just has that personality of, you know, cool guy, you know, doesn't, you know, care too much. So I'm surprised he actually went for it that much. He was uh, 14 of 17 for the, those 28 points. So, uh, yeah, and that was the thing. There wasn't any other, like, big uh standout score on the team deandre ayton had 15 shea gilgis alexander had 15 so yeah uh usa pretty much ran away with that it was fun the uh as far as uh like highlights uh marvin bagley had a few really nice dunks because that's pretty much what it is uh it's just you know up and down dunks threes and that's fun. That's one of the reasons I love this. It's 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 a nice break from the actual competition of the season just to see these guys, you know, put off some, you know, impressive moves. Uh, there was a alley-oop uh, fox to his, uh, his uh, teammate, Bagley, and that was awesome, the Kings connection. So that was cool. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much topped off... Uh, all-Star Friday night, and that made way for All-Star Saturday night. Saturday night, usually my favorite, but it's also the one I have the most expectations on. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get, and sometimes those high expectations, you know, things don't turn out, and, uh, you know, it can, can drag down. I think I mentioned this last E-Society pod. I think they should move the slam dunk contest to the first event of the night instead of the last, because... You know, it's what everybody looks forward to, but it's also the most susceptible to being a bust. <laughs> like if guys are missing dunks left and right and they can't get them down and it really sucks the energy out of the arena, out of the people watching, you know, you're ready to see something exciting. And, and you know, uh, you know, when it doesn't happen, you know, it doesn't happen. It's been a few years since we had our last like really, really good one, the, uh, the year with uh, Aaron Gordon and uh, Zach Levine, that one, uh, Gordon got robbed. Gordon had that amazing, like, under 
under his uh, back dunk, like the, the, they called it instantly, like the uh, chair, uh, chair seat, you know, dunk. <laughs> so, yeah, that was incredible. But it's been a few years, and uh, yeah, uh, I might as well just, I'll, I'll go backwards. I'll, I'll start with dunk, just because I think that's the way they should do it. Uh, I got the little highlights all queued up so I can remember to talk about each dunk real quick. Uh, night started off. The uh, four contestants were Hamadou Diallo from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, you got Miles Bridges from the Charlotte Hornets and Charlotte's where it was this year. That was my pick going in. I thought the hometown guy, you know. I know I heard good things, too, about his dunks, too, and I thought hometown guy, you know, that's who's going to do it. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. from the Knicks. He was in it last year and uh, was looking forward to good things from then, but he struggled then, so I actually I didn't have high hopes for him. It's just you already saw he struggled with it last year, and, you know, sadly that's what happened again. But uh, And then John Collins from the Hawks, big guy, uh, so, you know, he had that working against him. It's usually tougher for the big guys to you know succeed but uh he actually started it off with a really interesting dunk where he like grabbed the one side of the backboard and the like propelled him to the other side but i think it might have got held against him because it was the first dunk of the night and i don't know he is a big guy and they thought oh he's just you know that looks like an in-game dunk so he didn't get uh you know great score for that uh, the next dunk, Hamadou Diallo with an assist from his teammate Russell Westbrook. Russ threw it off the side of the backboard and uh, Diallo did this like windmill. And that was the thing about Diallo. Almost every one of his dunks, his head was at rim level. So that's what made it so uh, impressive. And also, you know, it, it helps when the guys are, uh, you know, showing off after afterwards. Diallo had a little bit of, uh, you know, swag to him. So... Uh, next up was Dennis Smith Jr. And uh, yeah, that was the problem. He kept he kept missing. He kept missing. Uh, all, and then he finally did it. It was like a bounce 360. It just really wasn't that impressive. And you know he wasn't feeling it. He kind of just walked away. So, you know, that doesn't help. You know. Eh. So be it. Uh, moving forward. Oh, you had uh, Miles Bridges. This was actually probably his best dunk. He brought his teammate Kemba Walker out, and then he uh, took off his one jersey and revealed uh, uh, a throwback Larry Johnson jersey, which is cool. They're in Charlotte. You know, he's a current Hornet. And he even did the production value of the gold tooth like Larry Johnson. So, yeah, for the, and then the actual dunk, uh, Kemba goes up off the side of the backboard, and then... Uh, Miles Bridges kind of reverse 360 dunk. Uh, you know, nice, not the, you know, most original dunk you've, we've ever seen, but uh, I really did enjoy the production value of that. Uh, and then speaking of production value, next, John Collins. Uh, this is probably the best, like, production value of the night, but sadly it was kind of the most cringeworthy like in execution he brought out uh the tuskegee airman that was really cool and you just had him stand there at first you were like what the hell is he gonna jump over like five people on a plane but no they were actually just like making the runway for him so 
it looked cool and he threw like the goggles and a hat on but then he couldn't see so he threw off the goggles so that was a little bit of a mess and then the plane he was just gonna jump over the plane and instead he kicks off like the back the back wing of it and then lands on the front side of the other wing and and then the hat's kind of coming off it's it's a mess of a dunk but uh you know props to him for going for it good try but in the end it's just he he just did a regular just like one-handed slam which i can't blame him because you don't what you don't want to miss with that much like the plane there and if he misses it could have like crushed into the plane and i mean he already broke it but uh i mean whatever so be it uh, next, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. brought out uh, uh, Jay Cole, who performed at the halftime of the All-Star Game, and uh, sat him in a chair. But once again, the problem with these Dennis Smith Jr. dunks is uh, it took, uh, I think, three times for him to do it. But uh, eventually, yeah, Jay Cole threw it. He jumped over Jay Cole, who was sitting in a chair. And, you know, even though it was like his maybe third attempt, he, you know, airplaned after. So he, at least he acted more impressed. And he did really pull it back. You can see it on the, the replay. I'm watching it now. That's it's, it's actually impressive as far as like he's up there, the ball's way back, and then, he, you know, he throws it down. So uh, that did propel him to the finale uh but then the dunk of the night and what won it for him basically which uh because you know as you'll hear as i'm going forward it's a little eh after that but uh hamadou diallo brought Shaq out and uh with just the little tiniest little propel off his shoulder he he pretty much didn't need it he did the classic vince carter honey dip which uh I've seen people bring it back up since Hamadou Diallo did it right now. And uh, the thing with when Vince did it, Vince was the first. And Vince, that was incredible. You can't top that dunk contest. That's like, it's hard to say anybody ever will. That one Zach and uh, Gordon a couple years, that was really good. But it's hard to say they'll ever be a dunk contest better than that Vince Carter one. And uh, we, even with that, we, even with that honey dip back then, um, uh, you know, Vince, he stuffed it in, hung for a second, and then came off. Uh, since then, Blake Griffin did it uh, when he was doing the dunk contest, and he actually threw it off the backboard and then hung. Uh, Hamadou here jumps over Shaq and then hangs, and then he reveals the uh, the Superman jersey. He cut his OKC jersey open and reveals the Superman. And, it was cool. Um, I know in the moment on the broadcast, they were saying like, oh, he propelled, he got the, the boost off of Shaq. But if you look at the replay, it's only the slightest propel. So it's impressive. And, you know, Shaq acts all, you know, oh, what are you doing to me? Like disgusted. And he really hangs there for a while, pulls it open. So that won him the contest right there. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. then up, and he's missing and missing and missing. He keeps trying to throw it up and then go between his legs, and ah, uh, and then he misses, and it really just takes the air out of the arena. So I don't think he even completed one then. Next, uh, Hamadou just to to make sure he got one down, which 
It's not really impressive. He just throws it and one hand slams it. His head's way up at the rim, though. That's the most impressive part about it. Uh, and then finally, Dennis Smith Jr.'s last dunk, which he got a 54. He way more propels himself. He throws himself off a D Wade and has Steph Curry throw it to him. But once again, it took him, you know, four or five tries to get it down. So, eh. And then finally, Hamadou's last dunk, he brought out uh, uh, Quavo from the Migos and had him hold it on top of his head. And then uh, he jumps over him and just regular two-hand dunks. He hangs. So it's good production value, but as far as like actual execution of dunks, it's not the most impressive. It, 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 you know, this is what you got to expect from the dunk contest. And, uh, you know... We'll see. Maybe next year. You know, every few years, you know, you you, you get one. But uh, I'd say it feels like more more every, like, 10 years where it's one that actually impresses you. Like uh, like the uh, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine one. That was incredible how they kept going back at each other. And it was awesome. So, anyways, that was that. Um, since I'm going in reverse, go to the three-point shootout. Uh Obviously, as a Warriors fan, I was going for for Steph. Um, he actually had the highest score in the first round. The top three advanced. Steph had 27. Buddy Heald had 26 of the Kings. And Joe Harris of the Nets had 25. Uh, Steph had a little bet going with his brother that uh, going forward, whoever like got the lower score of the two in this... Uh, has to pay for their family to come to the game uh, whenever they face off going forward. And, you know, Steph has a lot more endorsement deals going on than than Seth, but uh, Seth only got uh, 16, so it's on him now if uh, Steph holds it to him. I, 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 I'm sure he won't, but, you know, it's a fun little bet for them. Uh, Dirk had 17, pretty respectable for, you know, the legend on his way out. A good weekend overall for him, you know. I'll get to more on that in a second when I get to the actual game. Uh, Chris Middleton was the low score with 11, which was surprising because when, like I said, I'll get to this, but when you get to the game, he's actually on fire from three, so he definitely redeemed himself there. In the final, uh, Buddy Heald got 19. That was the low score. Uh, then Joe Harris came and he put up 26. That was huge. Uh, so Steph had to, to go for that and uh, he just missed. I think he missed one on his last rack that actually would have tied it. They would have gone to a shootout, but uh, Steph only ends up with 24. So Joe Harris took the three-point shootout with uh, 26 points. Um, in my opinion, that's what should end the night. You can count on the three-point shootout being exciting. You can count up on guys putting up numbers. You never know what you're going to get with that dunk contest. So, you know, that's that. Uh, I wish Steph would have won, came close. But uh, overall, as a, you know, homecoming for the Currys, uh, it looked like they had a lot of fun, you know. Uh, Steph put up numbers there, put up numbers in the game, but, you know, Overall, they didn't take home a lot of wins, you know. But, you know, it's all in fun. It's all for the family. So, uh, speaking of their family, I'm sure you guys have seen, if you care enough to listen to this pod, me talk about basketball, the uh, clip going around of the Currys uh, 
at a gym and uh, uh, the Curry's mom, uh, she hits a one-handed shot from half court that had the family going crazy. So that was cool. Uh, so yeah, you know, they had a lot of fun, but it would have been cool to see, you know, Steph win this three-point contest and, you know, Steph's side to, to, to win in the All-Star game, but, you know, we'll get to that. Uh, skills challenge that opened the night as I'm going in reverse. Uh, for that one, I was, I was, I was thinking De'Aaron Fox. They had a little streak for the cash thing where you could have De'Aaron Fox and Luka Doncic or everybody else and I thought De'Aaron was going to do it and he did not I think he you know he didn't even advance to like the the second part the you know the showdown the you know the brackets so anyways um it came down to Jason Tatum and Trey Young and it looked like Trey Young had it. He he was definitely speedier through the first parts with the passing, the dribbling, and the layup. And he got all the way down to the three. And then Tatum, it was, it was amazing. If you haven't seen this highlight, you should definitely look it up. It's crazy. Tatum from half court because he knows he's behind. Uh, Trey launches up. Uh, from from half court to, to hit the three to win it and it banks off the backboard and in that split second as Trey's ball's coming down it knocks Trey's away and then his shot goes in winning him the skills competition it's really incredible to see and it was awesome in the moment so yeah uh, one more time on that note it's they sh- should totally just put the the dunk contest up front and then good or bad if it's good then you get the night kicked off the right way everybody's buzzing off that dunk contest and if it's not good then you still got other events to kind of you know bring you back like the skills and the three points so you know but uh we'll see they they usually do a pretty good job of uh of you know altering these things like the way they did with the picking of the the teams these past two years this year they got to show it live that was cool the next step is to do it at the event uh it would be cool to do it right before but you would think they want to get a little practice time in so maybe when they do that all-star practice i think it's saturday morning maybe do it there they air that on tv anyway so Go ahead and, you know, make that a little event of itself where, you know, you got the two captains coming out and they pick them. That'd be cool. So I'm a big fan of, of All-Star Weekend. It's fun. I'm a huge fan of the game. And, you know, it's 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 just good fun to see all these guys. And, you know, for a majority of the season, I'm just, you know, as much as I pay attention to all the news, you know, obviously Warriors are my priority. It's what I usually just talk about on the pod. So that's why I thought it'd be fun to do this pod, talk a little more wide range, talk about the league, talk about events. And I figure going forward, I watch all these shows and there's always these topics. I, I can just take down those notes and then, you know, come to you guys and talk about the, you know, the hot topics going around the league. So, uh... Besides the All-Star Saturday Night, they had a, a bunch of other stuff I recorded. They had a uh, little documentary on Giannis that was pretty cool. A few things, you know, I didn't know on there about him. And, you know, 
him coming over even once he was in the league. Uh, there was like a moment where they were waiting for uh, his family to be, uh, you know, granted visas to to come here to the U.S. Uh, and he was thinking of, of leaving, of, of going back to Greece. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the way he's on his way to a possible MVP this year, that's it's incredible. Just to see his growth as a player, too, it's it's amazing, you know, he's possibly on his way to an MVP. I thought I'd talk about that a little uh, before I let you guys go too, once I finish with the All-Star. Uh, they did a mo- motorsports challenge. That was like, eh. They had teased it so much, we saw a lot of it going into it, you know. Uh, if you're in to NASCAR and motorsports, though, that might be something, you know, interested in, especially if they continue to do it. I don't know if they will. Uh, I think they might have just done it because they were in Charlotte and, you know. The raceway was there for them. So, uh, yeah, they had a uh, players only uh, D Wade and uh, Kevin Garnett conversation. That was pretty interesting. They're going to air that again uh, on Monday. So, if you're hearing that uh, before now, I'm recording this uh, uh, on Sunday night. The uh, All Star game just finished. So, now that everything's done, you know bring it to you guys here but uh yeah let's go ahead and get to the actual game uh yeah it was a good one i picked team Giannis going in i put that on wax uh last time i did one of these when i was talking about uh who when they picked the teams i i I, looking at it it was it was you know it was interesting to people say hear people say that uh the team LeBron was so one-sided, stacked, having uh, KD and Harden and Kyrie and and everybody, you know, that, that he had. Anthony Davis, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, stacked. Ben Simmons, they made that trade for Westbrook. But I, I felt going in that, like, if you look at the town, these guys are all all-stars. They had so many guys with, like, that would, like, want it on the other side. You had... Giannis, obviously representing, you could tell he wanted to right away. He came out the gate. Uh, I think he scored like eight of the first ten points for uh, for his team, Team Giannis. So uh, he wanted it. Steph back home in North Carolina, I felt like he'd want it. Uh, Embiid, that guy's you know such a trash talker and competitive, and uh, he was on that losing team with Steph last year too. So uh, you know. You would think he wants it. Uh, Russell Westbrook, of course, that guy, you know, never wants to lose. He's always going a million miles an hour. So, yeah, anyways, uh, Team Giannis with the the fast start, they actually did establish the pace. I, they, they got way up. I think they went up by as much as 18 at one point, you know. So, you know, there were moments where, you know, it devolved a little, but nowhere near like what people had been complaining about in years and years past. Uh, it feels like last year they, with this new team thing, they finally found a way to uh, motivate these guys to to make it entertaining, but not make it, you know, too just standing there. Like uh, I think the year before that was what made people really mad. There was you know that one play where. Everybody told Steph to get out of the way, so he laid down and Giannis did the dunk over him. I remember that was such a... Everybody was up in arms about that. But, uh, you know, last year it came down to the last possession and KD and 
Braun put a trap on uh, Steph in the corner. He couldn't get a good shot, and and, and they held on to win. This time, yeah, uh, Team Giannis, hot start. And Giannis, so many points. His teammate, uh, Chris Middleton, as I alluded to earlier, yeah, cold in the three-point shootout the night before, but hot tonight. I think he hit his first four threes, and uh, overall... Let's see what we got here on the stat sheet for Middleton. He was 6 for 10 for 3, uh, 20 points in the game. So, yeah, that was pretty impressive. Giannis was on his way to getting MVP of this All-Star game. Uh, he was he had 38 points, including two threes. Not bad. Uh, Steph with uh, only 17, but it felt... Like one of his better All-Star games. I, I know in the past, uh, the Warriors have always been my focus, especially, you know, going back the the one year it was uh, Steph, Clay, and Dre when it was still, you know, West versus East. And I remember, you know, especially being a little disappointed in that game, if I'm remembering right, I just, Dre may have got two points. Clay may have got like four and Steph like seven or something, if I'm remembering right. I remember it just wasn't a, a big showing from from those three when uh, when they went. So uh, it was cool. The the two of the biggest highlight plays of the night came from Steph. Uh, first, the uh, bounce like high off the floor bounce pass to Giannis and Giannis actually went up and got it like sky high this is another one of those if you didn't watch this game and you know you're just hearing about it you gotta see this play uh, if you're on the socials I, i'd be shocked if you hadn't because it was just everywhere after it's his stuff bounces it on the floor and then Giannis goes sky high it looked like to the top of the backboard and palms it and brings it down slams it so that was amazing and then uh even better just for uh Warrior fans, uh, hopefully uh, got some fellow Warrior fans listening. I always talk Warriors, so uh, I assume got to be a few uh, that are interested in this that uh, like the Warriors too. But yeah, for my fellow Warrior fans, uh, it was fun um, how much uh, Clay and Steph actually went at each other. I know they were teammates last year. It was Steph and Clay versus KD. This year it was KD and Clay versus Steph and uh, there was one time uh, he called for uh, you know get for the ball because Clay's on him and yeah yeah you know oh yeah he put some defense on Clay at one point but uh, the big one was uh, where Clay got to experience what uh, sometimes happens in the regular season playoffs but uh, Steph with the rainbow three as as Clay crashes into him fouls him and uh, Steph hits for the the four-point play and and <laughs> Clay like ah he throws his arms up in disgust and and Steph gets up and does the one two three four and he completed the four-point play so that was awesome um it would have been awesome either way but the fact it was Clay his teammate his fellow splash brother it was just awesome so yeah Steph ended up with 17 points only four threes he shot 17 that's a terrible percentage but you know he's going for it oh one more cool Steph play uh, once the game was decided uh, team LeBron rolled away with it uh, the last play of the game Steph threw up a little lob to himself and uh, did a reverse dunk off the catch impressive better than some of the stuff in the dunk contest that was awesome to see so uh, as far as the rest of Team Giannis, Paul George put up 20, Embiid only 10, 
Uh, sadly for the hometown guy, Kemba Walker, he only put up four points. He only took eight shots, two for eight. Eh. Uh, Blake Griffin, ten. Dirk Nowitzki, he was three for three. He hit three threes in a row and uh, didn't take another shot of that. He just did the four minutes. I, I didn't even realize he only did the four minutes and that was it. Uh, but that was awesome. That was cool to see. That was definitely a moment. Uh, as I mentioned, Middleton with 20. Um, Russell Westbrook with a kind of quiet 17. You expect a little more from Russ out of these games, but he's won MVP a couple times and, you know, He's still going, you know, as fast as he does and stuff. But there was a few times he could have exploded the basket. Instead, he, you know, tossed it out to the, the three. Uh, I know a couple times to his guy, uh, PG, uh, who, yeah, he, Paul George had uh, six threes, 20 points. So. Uh, but, yeah, so for the majority of the game, Team Giannis was winning. And then uh, I think Team LeBron went on like a 20 to five run that uh, cut it close and it was close for a minute and then they started to pull away and uh, Durant uh, our our guy Durant for now <laughs> our guy hopefully going forward um, efficient in 25 minutes uh, 10 for 15 6 for 9 from 3 31 points 7 rebounds and he won the uh, MVP of the game so uh, yeah shout out to KD he had won it before but uh, it was cool to see him win it here. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised when it got announced. Uh, I didn't know who it was going to go to. I know LeBron, you know, didn't have, you know, that big a show. Uh, LeBron had uh, 19 points, only won three, eight rebounds. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, obviously Durant was the high high scorer for uh, for team for team LeBron. And uh, that's cool to see on the, the stat sheet. I know he, he was putting up points too but clay was actually the second highest scorer he had 20 he had six threes uh, so yeah solid uh, 51 points out of uh, clay and durant powering team lebron so there you go uh, but yeah i mean other guys put up numbers too Kawhi had 19 lebron had 19 harden only had 12 uh, he was four for 13 from three so uh, he looked like he was just having a fun weekend, though. People kept talking to him. I saw interviews throughout the weekend, and, you know, they kept talking about his, are you going to keep your 30-point spree going? And, you know, he's like, no, nah, no, you know, minutes restriction. And he was joking and laughing, and, oh, no, it doesn't count. And, yeah, of course it doesn't. It's just an exhibition, you know. But, uh, yeah, and that was the thing. That's why I th that's one of the reasons I, I thought Giannis was going to do it over LeBron because you look at these guys, Durant, Kawhi, Harden, um, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, uh, D. Wade, Clay, Bradley Beal. Most of these guys, like, they, they can usually play it pretty cool. They're amazing players, but they've also got that, like, cool guy personality and – you know, especially when it comes to these exhibitions, you know, you could see him not getting up for it. So I think that's my, that may be what happened though, is that they were motivated by uh, Team Giannis's hot start. They, you know, they decided to pick it up and they sure did. So, you know, they brought it home, especially uh, my Warriors, <laughs> Durant and Clay. So you can't be mad either way. I did pick Team Giannis, I was rolling with Steph to win this but uh, I mean how can you be mad you kind of win both ways I got my guys uh, KD and uh, Clay winning and taking home KD taking home the MVP so 
overall, uh, you know, it was a great event. Uh, as I mentioned earlier with the dunk contest thing, Jay Cole did the, the halftime show. That was pretty good. He had the crowd into it. He walked through it at one point, had him going with the crowd interaction, asked him to, you know, pull out the phone and light up the place. So, uh, I'm not the biggest J. Cole fan, but he's got a you know few songs I I have in rotation, you know, mainly uh, older ones. But you know, uh, is that it for All Star? Yeah, overall, great weekend, always fun, and uh, yeah, I love it. So uh, I don't know where the next one is, but uh, I know with the Warriors getting their new arena this next year. Theirs can't be too far away. I don't think it's there next year, but it might be the year after, maybe two years away. So we'll see. Uh, I'd love to attend that one. I'm, I'm such a huge fan of the game and, and this event. Uh, it'd be cool to actually uh, attend one, you know, here in uh, California, so Bay Area. So, Anyways, I think that'll wrap it up for All-Star. But before I go, uh, I wrote down some of the... Uh, talking points that they were talking about as far as the league going forward things we can count on and uh, just my opinion as far as uh, these questions and where we go the rest of the season might talk a little warriors to wrap it up but uh, they're talking about uh, the lakers do they make the playoffs or do the kings get that spot uh, right now the clippers are in that uh eighth and final spot at uh, 32 and 27 uh, Sacramento right behind them at 30 and 27 and then the Lakers at 28 and 29 the Wolves 27 and 30 Dallas 26 31 they're probably uh, I don't know I mean that's two games behind the Lakers uh, Pelicans 26 and 33 but with all they're going through no way you know they're done so but that question, uh, will the Lakers miss the playoffs? I think they might. Uh, they're a longtime rival, the Warriors. So, you know, I, somewhere deep down in my heart, you know, I, I, I don't want to see them go. I, you know, I, I want to see them, you know, <laughs> not do well. But, you know, you know I, I, I'm friends with people that, you know, are friends of every team, you know, I can get along and I, I love the league so much I, I cover these stories but uh, you know people you know we all have our opinions and that's what I'm doing I'm giving you mine here I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think they get it uh, I think the Kings they added Harrison Barnes uh, they've been rolling they got uh, the young guys Bagley's coming on uh, Fox obviously he's right up there was maybe the fastest guy he may have passed Westbrook as the fastest guy in the league. So, uh, but we'll see, you know, Lakers at the end of the day, they do have LeBron and um, he can pull out that almost like intimidation factor. You see it so much if you watch these games where he can really take over the game and it really, it you know, deflates the other team. You see, you saw him for years in Cleveland kind of uh, almost drag these teams by will. Uh, there were so many over these these years. The all these uh, the four Warriors Cavs finals. Uh, so many of those Eastern Conference playoff series where 
the other team should have won. They maybe had more talent and stuff, and, and LeBron willed them to it. So, you know, if anybody could do it, he could. Um, but just based right now, uh, going into these last few weeks of the season, I say Sacramento uh, gets that eight seed, and we get a little uh, uh, Warriors Kings first round, uh, North California, Northern California you know, matchup. So we'll see. Like I said, anything happened there, but uh, I'm thinking the Kings hold off and the Lakers miss the playoffs. And do they get Anthony Davis? I don't know. They got rid of their, their uh, Pelican got rid of uh, Dell Demps, their, their general manager. So they got another guy in there now. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, now with other teams open to, throw offers that uh, the Lakers offer still on the table and maybe it still ends up being the most if they want to throw basically everything, Ball, Kuzma, Ingram, and picks, you know, Adam, maybe it ends up being better. Um, I know a lot of people say that Tatum uh, is just the better piece overall. You want that more than than Ingram and and Ball and Kuzma, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Obviously, with this being a new segment, I'll probably come back and talk about that. But uh, next topic, uh, KD going or staying? Uh, I think I may have talked about this a little last time, but sin- even since then, uh, I just, you, you started to have this feeling. I hope the guy stays. I've always been a fan of his game, and I never imagined I, that he would come Back when they were uh, doing the custom KDs when he first got his his shoes, I designed one in Warriors colors. I got it, and, you know, I can't believe it actually happened. I I still have to say that almost every time I talk about it just because it's so unreal. And, you know, it's been awesome having him him in here. But uh, I do got to say the fact that he lets the talk get to him so much. If he hadn't let the talk get to him, I think things would be so much different. But the fact that he lets it get to him, it keeps it going. If he would let it go, I think everybody else would have let it go by now. But, you know, that's one of his faults. And he's only human. Me and Nez did that uh, pod a couple weeks ago when he spoke out against the the media because he hadn't talked in 10 days. And, you know, I'm with him there. But at the same time, it's him that's making the story. It doesn't have to be this way. He could easily just shut it down like, no, I'm not talking about trades and that's it, you know? And they keep talking about trades. He's, no, I'm not talking about trades. You know, don't make it more of a story than it is. And of course, you know, all these getting on Twitter and these burner accounts he's got. Why you let that stuff get to you, you know? But, you know, everybody's different and that's obviously how Katie is. And, you know, I love his game, but there's so many things that I've seen that just point to him leaving like the fact that he does let the stuff get to him I feel like he may want to go do the fresh start thing uh, once again and and go to the Knicks and and hope he, he can hope that like Kyrie joins him and it'd be nuts if they got the first pick too and they got Zion that's a instant east you know eastern conference contender but uh, I know that's that's the dream of all Knicks fans but we'll see if it actually happens but um for me, I would love to see him stay. I think 
why not stay? You've got this incredible uh, team together, this, you know, once in a lifetime type team, this dynasty team. Why not keep it rolling? Why not get as many championships as you can? I get you want to repair your image, but just he could do it in the Bay Area. Just stop with these, you know, kind of fits. But, I, you know, I don't know. That's He's bringing his personality to it, and maybe that'll never change. So uh, the other things I've seen that make me think that uh, he's going... Uh, one that's kind of gone underreported, but I listen to so much of this NBA news, uh, you know, you, you hear things. His, like, production company has moved to New York City. And sure, okay, maybe you just want to be there, New York City and in the city and whatnot, but I don't know, that's kind of suspect. Why not be on the West Coast, if not in the Bay Area? Why not even L.A.? If it was in L.A., everybody would say, okay, you know, he's going to the Lakers or the Clippers. So, you know, there's always, you know, suspect speculation like that. But uh, that's uh, another thing. Just small little body, you know, mannerisms. Uh, When the Warriors got uh, presented their all-star jerseys, it was interesting how Clay and KD, they were on the one team together and you know Steph on his own but Steph and Clay were like standing together and you know smiling and KD he was on the other side of Bob Myers and he had no smile on and then after the photo op he threw the jersey like at Bob Myers it was really weird and just I don't know <laughs> it was one of those things that makes you think like you, you just see these things and uh, I mean, even going back, I, I can't remember if it was before the season or was it during, during uh, winter break. I can't remember because I, I know I didn't listen to it right away. But last time that uh, Katie was on Bill Simmons' pod, he talked about, you know, Bill tried to sneak in talking about... Uh, I think you should stay with the Warriors. This is incredible. Like, you only get signed. And they were like, oh, why are you doing this? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. And that's fine. You don't, you know, you don't have to talk about it. But the fact that the fact that he's leaving it so open makes you think, like, I don't know. You just get the body vibes that he's just not all in. And, you know, I love for the guy to stay. I, I you know, hopefully, you know, that can change and he can become more just comfortable himself you know being a warrior being in the bay area and he's been there this is the third season now you know we're going for third championship in a row um you know that's something i i don't i i can't believe you would go three p and then just be like okay you know i'm going but maybe he will so we'll see the other two names uh i'll probably talk more katie as the weeks go on and if there's any things I pick up, <laughs> but uh, the other two names, uh, they're talking about free agency. Do you think they'll go? Do you think they'll stay? Kyrie, um, I think that may be a thing where, let's say, KD, right off the bat, is like, okay, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to New York. I think that might intrigue KD. Also, uh, the whole idea with LeBron—they've patched things up. They're cool, and uh, the Lakers will have a max spot. I know it's. it looks like both of them would be open to that teaming up. How crazy would that be? The two guys in Cleveland, <laughs> then both on the Lakers, is, you know, 
It's like the Cleveland Lakers, the uh, Los Angeles Cavaliers. <laughs> so, um, but what do I think is going to happen? Oh, man. Uh, I guess I'll put it on wax that I, I, I could actually see the whole... If Durant went, like, right away, I totally think that Kyrie would follow him. Um, I think there's a strong chance he stays with Celtics, too. I know it's kind of a cop-out, but I'd say percentage-wise, I'd say it's 33% Celtics, 33% Knicks, 33% Lakers, as far as Kyrie goes. Uh, The next name, uh, Kawhi. Uh, It feels like he's out after one he wanted to go to L.A. uh, before the Spurs traded him to Toronto. And, uh, you know, you know the way Kawhi is with his limited emotions. Everybody's loving the the whole laugh that he did. You hear that everywhere. But uh, And he's a fun guy. You always think that now uh, whenever I see him on the court. And whenever he does something that's, like, pretty plain, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a fun guy. <laughs> so um, as far as his chances to say... I'd say I'm pretty sure he's going to leave. I think the only thing that could make him stay is if they go to the finals, most likely against the Warriors, and if they don't get swept, which they actually did beat the Warriors both times this year. So, uh, you know... In my heart of fandom of fandoms, I would say, you know, Warriors are sweeping this whole playoffs, even the Raptors in in the finals. But, uh, you know, realistically, you know, you would think they'd get one or two. So, uh, but would that be enough for Kawhi to stay? I would say it would have to at least be that six or seven game series with a loss for him to stay. And if they won... I, I think he would he would completely stay. And uh, in reverse, as I just talked about with KD, if for that was to happen, if we were to lose this year, if we were not to win at all, uh, I think that does open the door for him to leave, just kind of like when we lost to the Cavs, it opened the door for him to come. Even though it's weird how these like storylines work, because like, everybody's like, oh, if we would have won and he would have come, they would have killed him. Well, they did anyway. It doesn't matter so I don't know why you care either way so just do what you're gonna do but you know these things do matter so uh but Kawhi he's also a really hard guy to read he seems to be enjoying it in Toronto so oh gosh I see his it feels near 50 50s if he's gonna stay or if he's gonna go but to put it on wax I say he goes, and I say he goes to the Clippers. Uh, he doesn't join the Lakers. He takes one of those open Clipper spots, and uh, we'll see if anybody wants to join him there. Uh, that's obviously another option for KD. Uh, he could take one of those other max spots uh, with the Clips. It doesn't sound like he wants to join LeBron in uh, L.A., speaking out about against that, so... Uh, I know I'm closing in on an hour here, and these anchors are supposed to be a little short, so uh, let me speed up to the end, and uh, we'll uh, save the rest for next week. Uh, East Finals matchup. Let's just pick this and move on. Uh, I want to say the 76ers will be there. 
and the Bucks. So that goes just against what I was talking about, all with the Raptors being there. I don't think they make it there. I think they lose to one of those teams in the second round. So uh, that's my East Finals matchup is 76ers Bucks. Uh, another thing they were talking about, what's going to end first? Harden's 30-point game streak or Westbrook's triple-double streak? Uh, now that they're on it, I think both guys are going to chase it. But what's easier to keep going, it probably is the Harden. The Harden one's likely to go longer, even though I imagine both of them will end soon, you know. It's amazing what these guys are doing, but I think, you know, they got to come down to, to, to earth a little. I think both will probably end within the next two weeks. Uh, now this is a weekly, a weekly segment uh, to come back and check myself, but uh, I say that Westbrook loses that triple-double streak first because the rebounds part. A lot of people go at him. Sometimes they, they're artificial. His teammates hook him up and stuff like that. And, he fills out the stat sheet, but uh, I think Westbrook loses the triple triple double streak first, and then shortly after, there'll be like a twenty point Harden game. But either way, both guys phenomenal. They're tearing up the league. It's funny Westbrook is a guy that uh, I've often disagreed with his attitude and his antics. But uh, if I had to pick one guy, like when you play the video games, uh, 2K and live, uh, Westbrook is the kind of guy that I most like to play as like in video games. Uh, a guard type that, you know, brings the ball up and can also explode to the basket. Uh, so it's funny that I sometimes get real annoyed with his attitudes and his answers to the media, but... Uh, you know, he can sometimes, you know, when he's cheerful, he's cool. When he's acting all arrogant, sometimes I I, I, I get, you know, annoyed with that. But uh, <laughs> I definitely can't appreciate the guy's athleticism, especially with the uh, injuries he's gone through. Back when uh, him and Durant were still a thing in OKC, it felt like it was always uh, back and forth, an injury between them, and most of the time it was uh, Westbrook. So he's changed his game, though, and uh, he looks, he seems to avoid the injuries. So uh, in these last couple minutes, uh, let me just do a uh, mini Warriors uh, outlook for the rest of the month there's only a handful of games we got uh the next game the kings next thursday uh then the rockets next saturday night i might record again after that there'll be two games in and uh, be able to talk about any storyline that have popped up uh got the hornets on monday the 25th the heat on uh, the 27th and the magic the 28th that's the remaining games for february so We'll see. Um, just looking at those five games, I like us to go at least four and one in that stretch, uh, but probably five and five. I think they're really going to tune up and uh, take it, you know, take it all the way. Um, I'm still calling. They're going to sweep through these playoffs. They're going to crush through. They're going to want to make a statement, especially with Cousins. 
Uh, I think they're going to want to do it for him, and I think they're going to blaze through these playoffs. I think they missed out on the perfect playoffs by one game, uh, so I think they want to go for that. So we'll see. We'll see if that happens. And uh, on that note, I almost went an hour, and these supposed to, like I said, these are supposed to be more bite-sized, so uh, I'll let you guys go now. If you listen this far, thank you. If you listen this far, you're probably really as much into NBA as I am, so... Uh, Yeah, keep listening. I'm going to turn this into a normal segment. Uh, Hopefully, the future ones will be under half an hour. I'll watch my my time, but I just stacked the subjects for this one. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Make sure you listen to all the MacNez Podcast Network pods. Uh, We got the the MacNez pod feed. You can search MacNez, find all those. Uh, Search eSociety to find all these anchor shows. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, E-Society.